0: Please join us live for our podcast from the American Society for Bioethics and the Humanities annual meeting, Saturday, October 29th at 4.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us in person in Portland or download the Podbean app to listen live on your device. See you at ASBH. Welcome to Bioethics in the Margins. We are a group of bioethicists from different institutions across the country. This podcast represents our views and those of our guests, but we do not speak for our universities or medical centers, nor for any formalized bioethics organizations. Our mission is to bring marginalized topics and voices into the bioethics discourse. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Amelia Barwise, Assistant Professor of Medicine and Biomedical Ethics at the Mayo Clinic and Dr. Kirk Johnson, Assistant Professor of Justice Studies and Medical Humanities at Montclair State University. Please enjoy this conversation.
1: So inequality, both globally as well as in the US, is an economic as well as a moral issue. We know billionaires flourished during the pandemic and for others, poverty was magnified. On Bioethics in the Margins, we want to explore economic inequality to understand its causes and its impact. We also want to highlight potential approaches to equalizing opportunity. And today we have Ander Echeberria from the Mondragon Corporation in the Basque region of Spain to talk to us about this unique and successful cooperative movement that defies typical corporate structures. Thanks so much, Ander, for being here.
2: You are welcome.
3: It is a pleasure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're so excited to have you here today. Um, And thank you for uh, sharing a little bit about your experiences regarding uh, the Mondragon uh, Corporation. Uh, Can you expand a little bit on the history of uh, this corporation? And uh, based off of that history, what are the principles undergirding uh, the foundation or or the founding of uh, the Mondragon Corporation? We say that
3: the history for us starts, in 1941 when the priest the catholic priest came to the town of modern he came from close to bilbao 40 kilometers from here and that was after the civil war two years after the civil war the situation was very difficult and Adin are started working with young people mobilizing young people to organize cultural activities sports activities we have to take into account that these young people were together with Arimendiareta, but their parents during the war they were fighting in different sides. So, thanks to Arimendiareta, since 1941, the town is changing. In 1943, he's going to create a vocational level school, the escuela profesional, open to everybody, so to give education opportunities to the young people of the town. And after years and years of predication and action. In 1956 they are going to create a special company why because these young people they were working in conventional companies and they were not able to take part in the decisions that they were to affect their lives in conventional companies the proprietors are few people and they have all the power and said no no what we have to put in the center of the company is not the capital, but these people, we have to do more human companies. And they invented, or well, a kind of invention was workers should be proprietors and they should put the capital at the same time. Worker and owner at the same time. The first cooperative in
2: 1956. Uh, so, yeah, very um, interesting history of the management Corporation. What roles and type of work uh, you do uh, with uh, Mandragon
3: Today, we are 95 cooperatives. We have also subsidiaries around the world. Around the world, these companies are not cooperatives. Cooperatives are 95 and they are located here in the Basque Country and in the community close to the Basque Country, Navarra. And we are working in the industry area, machine tools, bicycles, Automotive components, components for home appliances, components for hospital devices. We are working in the retail sector, supermarkets, the agricultural cooperatives too. We have also there is a a credit cooperative in our corporation, a university and some schools. We are more or less here and around the world eighty thousand workers, eighty thousand. And the turnover is more or less 12,000 million euros per year.
2: I know uh, researching Mondragon, uh you do work that is related to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, what specifically does um, you per- personally, but also uh, the mandragon Corporation uh, do to align with the UN Sustainable Development Goals locally, nationally, and globally? Yes since the approval approval of the
3: united nations uh, sustainable goals we are working in that sense in fact one of the goal of our strategic plan the strategic plan of the corporation is sustainability sustainability based on these goals so in every cooperative we are working in that sense in different topics it can be decent work for example this is something that we are it is in our dna but also in terms of taking care uh, about the environment taking care about buying a kilometer zero and all these kind of measures that well any advanced company is taking
2: interesting um and my last question before i bring it to Amelia, um, to uh, share her particular thoughts. I know that a uh, co-op is a really big part of uh, the Mandrigan Corporation, but for our viewers, for those who do not understand or know what a co-op is, uh, please explain what is a co-op and what is the Mandurgan, uh Corporation's co-op structure and culture?
3: A cooperative, a modern cooperative is an enterprise. In our case, as we are a cooperative, that means that on the one side it is business and on the other side it is solidarity. If it is just solidarity, the company is going to go uh, down. It is going to disappear. And if it is only the business, it's not a cooperative. So when we say solidarity, what we mean? First of all, the aim of our cooperatives is to improve the society. There is a practice, a real, a possible way to improve the society and is to create jobs, to create good quality jobs. This is what we are doing. This is what we are doing since decades ago now, and this is what we continue doing in the next decades. In In the side, on the side of the solidarity is also that internally salaries the difference between salaries in our cooperative in our cooperatives is relatively small the difference is one to six the job that contributes less to the company is going to earn one and the maximum salary in the cooperative will be six six times this is what we are inside our cooperatives and then ten percent of the net profit goes to the society. What is the society? Cultural clubs, sports clubs, non-governmental organizations. So this is on the side of the solidarity. On the side of the business, we have to be the best. We are are competing around the world and we have to offer the, the best services, the best products in terms of price, in terms of quality. We have to be the best to continue existing to survive so we are companies cooperatives with two sides business and solidarity
1: okay so you mentioned um, your approach to salaries and livable wages um, how does this translate then into quality of life for people that are living around mondragon or who work in all those companies
3: um, we have a, a small range of difference between salaries Anyway, most of the people, not managers, most of the people, they have the same or better salary than outside Mondragon. And few people, managers, they have a very good salary. It is lower than in our competitors' companies, but they have a very good salary. That means that this is part of the high quality of life we have in this region part. Then, as we want to create jobs, as a way to improve the society one of the mechanism is that in our corporation if i'm part of a cooperative i'm member of a cooperative and one day there is no job for me i have the right to work in another cooperative of the corporation if there is no work for me in the corporation i have the right to be trained to be more employable and if still there is no work for me in the corporation i have the right to get an unemployment benefit for maximum two years? Well, we can see that this region is the region in Spain with the lowest unemployment. This is also about quality of life. And then we are talking that we are members proprietors of the cooperative. That means that I have one vote, the receptionist has one vote, A manager has one vote, the general manager has one vote, the Android programmer has one vote, And we use the vote in the General Assembly once per year, or at least once per year, to take the most important decisions. And for that, we have training. So these skills, they are also useful outside the cooperative. And I'm part of other clubs in my society, in my town, and I can use what I have learned in terms of communication, in terms of managing or have relation with different governing bodies, I can use these competences outside the cooperative. So this is also a way to do a better society. There are different mechanisms or aspects that produce a better society and to increase the quality of life. So can
1: you tell us a bit about there was the recent New Yorker article um about Mondragon, and there seems to be an interest in in your approach and trying to replicate that in other places. Can you talk a little bit about that and you know some of the challenges that groups that wanted to do this might face I mean perhaps times are different now um it's not we're not you know post civil war impoverished Spain is that can you talk a little bit about um how people might go about doing this elsewhere and what interest you've had in that?
3: There is always a a question in the air that is, is Mondragon replicable? Can we do a Mondragon uh, in another part of the world? We have no answer. It's not that it is a secret, but it is a mystery. We don't know, or we still don't, don't know. We need to do many doctoral thesis to know about it Some people say it is about the Basque culture. Some people say it is about the situation after the Spanish Civil War when the Modern Experience was born. I think, and many people here, we think that there are many reasons. There are many reasons. It was that period, it was a very Catholic society, it was a poor society, it was the priest in Mediareta, there were the first great founders it is in part the bus culture but not only the bus culture because in our region in the bus country here close to modern there are many cooperatives but in the region close to us it is also part of the Basque country there are no cooperatives so this is not a reason it's part of the the reason what is true is that there are many experiences small experiences around the world that they have been created because they were inspired by mondragon so this is a good news and there is of course a very good news and is that we are normal people we are not activists or we are not super powerful super passionate some of us yes but not the majority of our workers are this kind of special people We are thousands and thousands of normal people and we are doing this kind of company that, for us, is natural. It doesn't ask a big effort to the people, but it's something natural, it's something normal, and it has an impact. As I have said, the quality of life, if we measure, for example, the quality of life in terms of inequality, this is the region in Spain with the lowest inequality. And if we are talking about the Gini index, this is an index to measure the inequality. Is the, ind- the index is one of the lowest in the world? Well, this is our cooperative model. And we say this is real cooperativism. Real cooperativism, normal people doing great things and having an impact in the society
2: well that is um really profound and i think it's a spot on with where corporations need to be um it's not always about the money um of course in order for you to survive you need to make money but also needs to be uh human-centered it has to have some type of humanistic um foundation and um, listening to you explaining about the madrigan corporation uh that is definitely, looks like it's one of the foundational pillars of uh, this particular business entity. Uh, and transitioning into, of course, health implications and, of course, the social determinants of health, the societal implications that often impact healthcare outcomes. Uh, what challenges uh, do you see? And it could also be locally where you are, but also globally in homelessness and housing insecurity. And what are some uh, solutions to combat uh, these societal issues? And of course, you could also include uh, any work that mandragon Corporation has uh, done uh, in the past. We have few
3: social statistics in our corporation. We are working, working, uh, working, and few uh, studies about the impact of Madrigan in the region, few of them. What we can see is that the crime is low here there are no homeless cases in this area this is probably thanks to the cooperatives is part of the quality of life in this region and you have mentioned that what is about being rich it is just money look our managers as i have said the difference between salaries is one to six but in big companies big multinational around the world this difference can be one to 100 that means that our managers they can be offered to work in another big company with a salary 20 times they have now or 30 or 40 times they have now so they will be rich but what about being rich imagine that they are working in this big company and this big company is thousands kilometers away from their hometown, from the town of modawan Yes, they are in a big capital of America or in the north of Europe and from Monday to Friday, yes, they are working, they are rich, but what about Friday afternoon? They are alone and we want to go Friday afternoon, evening, with our friends, with our relatives to the street, to a bar, to a club and to join our our relatives, our friends, and to have a nice moment. This is also, or this is especially to be rich, to have a good salary, to have a steady job, to have the opportunity to vote with the same amount of votes than the rest of the members, and then to be surrounded by the people you love. I think this is a better definition of being rich than just to have money, a lot of money.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And. Uh, Talking about wages, uh, do you see uh, any uh, connections or correlations between livable wages and uh, one's health, one's personal health, one's um, particular quality of life?
3: In our case, we have to say that since the first moment, since 1956, we have a special health insurance. We have a special welfare system in our corporation a protection net the name is lagunaro lagunaro is a private social security system that we have is complementary to the spanish public system so we have the public system and the private system the private system is lagunaro and lagunaro is our health insurance lagunaro is part of our pension lagunaro is our employment management relocation of workers when a worker has no job, all this is Lagunaro. So that means that in terms of health, I have the opportunity to select a private doctor among the list of doctors of Lagunaro. This is great because we are talking that not managers in our corporation, they have the same or better salary than outside and they have Lagunaro system. So apart from the public health system, they have the private one. And this is since 1956. And this is a kind of accident in our history. It was not something that we thought that it was necessary, but it was a reaction of a change of law that happened at that moment. And the new law said, well, you are uh, cooperative members, that you are proprietors and workers at the same time, so you are not going to be part of the general social security system at that moment we decided to create another one and well today we have two the public one and the private one
1: yeah i'd read about that that they made this sort of workaround and then eventually the policy was changed by the government um so how did um mondragon cope during covid and what sort of uh, adaptations did you make to support the workers and to be able to continue the companies and that kind of thing
3: During the COVID period, some of the cooperatives, they were not allowed uh, to work. So thousands of workers went home and some of them, some cooperatives, they were kind of obligated to work. Yes, the retail sector and other companies because they were strategic. So if it was mandatory to work, we took all the health measures to protect the health of the workers. And then if it is not possible to work, many workshop workers, many colleagues, they went home and they had no work. Me too, I went home, but I can do remote uh, working. But 9,000 workers, workshop and workers, they went home with no work. So at that moment, we activated a special mechanism that we use in times of crisis. And is, first of all, relocation. Okay, we need more people in the shops, in the supermarkets, and people that have no work, they can go there. Okay, this on the one hand. But we had 9,000 workers at home. It was not possible for all of them to be relocated. So we activated at the same time another mechanism that we call flexible calendar. What is the flexible calendar? This is something that we invented in our group and we are using in our group in the early 80s. So the flexible calendar is a way that if I have no work, I can be at home doing nothing during maximum six months, but I'm going to get 80% of my salary. And then in the second moment, in the next six months maximum, i'm going to make up the time if it is not possible to make up the time lost in the first period anyway i'm going to get 80 percent of my salary when we say that we um, implemented this mechanism it is not just beautiful sentences but it's also money because it was not possible for all the workers to make up the time they lost in the first Uh, part of the pandemia of the pandemic and the cost for the corporation was 13 million euros one three million euros was the cost of this mechanism so solidarity is about also money not just uh, different uh, best practices but also about money and in that case flexible calendar was 13 million euros this is very important Not just personally. As a worker, I have no work. I'm at home, but I have a salary. I'm going to survive in very good conditions. But it's also about business because the talent of my colleagues, of these workers, are not going to be useful, uh, uh, non-useful, are not going to go to the competitor, but they are going to come again to their home cooperatives. So it is also about business. In fact, any of our solidarity mechanisms they are not just solidarity they are also efficiency they are also business when we say relocation of workers i have no work i have the opportunity to work in another cooperative well this is solidarity but at the same time efficiency because my talent is not going to lost to be lost or my talent is not going to be used in a competitor company but it's going to be used in the corporation so it is at the same time solidarity and efficiency
1: that's absolutely amazing um and a great achievement and did you get any pushback from any groups or any type of people in your organization about those decisions you know in other places that would cause uproar <laughs>
3: this, in in this period in the crisis periods, decisions are taken normally we are all of us in the same ship we know what is this and we know the responsibilities we have and we have to resign it is resignation yes so i am part of the cooperative we are in crisis i know that i'm going to work more and i'm going to have less earnings this is something natural in our system and this is something since the first big crisis that we lived in the late 70s, yes? The petroleum crisis of 1973 came here in the late 70s. And at that moment, we activated, well, we invented in our corporation for us, these mechanisms for the first time. And then we have been using in every crisis. So it is a kind of, is part of the culture of our cooperatives. Many cooperatives have decades, yes? They are here since 40, 50 years ago. So they know that when a crisis comes, we have to work more and we have to have a cut of salaries. So it is something that I would say it is natural. It is accepted. We don't want to happen. We don't like it. We are not happy in that situation, but we accept it because there is no other way to go ahead
2: yeah um yeah, absolutely. and and it is important to, you know, as you stated previously, to have these dynamics of well, of care, right, of empathy, of having solidarity, um, not just money, but solidarity along with uh, business minded uh, interactions from day to day, um, whether at the local level but also at the um, every level of the particular corporation. Um, I am curious, uh, what type of impact have you seen the um, the Mandragon uh, Corporation have on those who work and live around its corporate locations? I know you uh, alluded to that a a little bit earlier when we asked you, but do you know any particular uh, major cities uh, or towns that um, have different cooperatives with or connected to Mandarin Corporation, and what have you seen uh, the impacts within those uh, communities?
3: The impact is especially where many cooperatives are located. For example, in the region of Mondragon Town. We say, it is not just a slogan, but it's something real. We say that we don't want to create rich people, but rich society. Rich societies. This is also good for people. In this area, there are many cooperatives, and this is the area in Spain, usually with the lowest unemployment. This is the area that usually invest more in research and development because we want to continue existing. And this is the area, as I have said previously, with the lowest economic inequality in Spain and one of the lowest in the world. That means that in this society, well, we have no fences. We have not a high uh, proportion of crime. I can go to take uh, uh, a wine or uh, a Coke to the bar, and I don't care about my children. They are somewhere there, close to me, or 200 meters, or or maybe two kilometers from me, playing with their friends, and they only know that they have to come to where I am at nine o'clock, for example, yes? Well, there are no problems in that sense. And this is, I know, from the visitors that come to Modern about uh, to know about the model, that is impossible in other places around the world, in other towns, in other countries. In our country, in our region, it is possible. It is something normal. The crime is low, and it is about, well, the difference between one and each other in terms of economic uh, capacity to, to purchase is not very big. It's a kind of, well, it's a kind of hope for the rest of the world because Mondragon shows that this is possible with normal people. We are normal people doing great things, but normal people, and there are normal people everywhere in the world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of uh, at least understanding people, just people in general, uh, what do you think is the best approach to corporate equity uh, than other uh, corporate models uh, challenges? Uh, so would you use uh, the Mandrugin particular uh, corporate structure and you think that would be the most beneficial structure for equity? Or do you think um, there are other ways we could have that solidarity along with uh, making money uh, within uh, the business world? in
3: our case and this is since the beginning one member one vote and we use the vote in the general assembly once per year or at least once per year to take the most important decisions the decisions that are going to affect our lives but daily decisions are not taken by uh, by the members by the uh, the all the all the members but they are taken by managers supervisors and directors so all of us we take the most important decisions in the general assembly and daily decisions are taken by the managers this is our system this is our system what uh, what about equity well we think that the best way for equity is to have a small range of salaries but it is not about to have a a low salary all of us low or lower but it is about to have good and better the minimum salary is quite high so most of the workers in our corporation they have a good salary better than other companies outside Monagon, we always want more yes when i say it's a good salary well me and Well, many people will say, no, we want more. It's not uh, enough. Well, this is something natural, something human. We would like all of us more. But if we compare with other companies, it's the same or better. And with the health system. So the managers, the general manager and the directors, they have, well, much better salary. And this is an important amount of money. So we are talking that the minimum is not low and the rest are uh, quite low, but it's uh, um, an important amount of money for all of us. In that sense, this is something real, possible for uh, people, anyone, no one people want to be uh, living in a poor country, in a poor region, Mondragon cooperatives are showing that it is possible to create cooperatives uh, efficient cooperatives in a wealthy country or efficient companies are creating a wealthy country
1: yeah it's difficult to argue with anything that you're saying (laughs) about um, how this works and how effective it is Um, so can you like name some products that we might know that um, come from Mondragon?
3: Some of our cooperatives are working for other companies, so they do parts that they are going to assemble in the customer product. But we have um, business to consumer products, for example, that are machine tools, different machine tools, lathe machines, milling machines, reading machines. We also manufacture bicycles, we manufacture machines to produce solar panels. We manufacture machines to produce masks, for example, to protect from COVID. We do scaffolding. We we are producing also, well, we have the university, the schools. One of the schools is from 0 to 18 years old. The supermarkets, agricultural cooperatives. One of the agricultural cooperatives is to produce cows, cows for milk. Cows that are living outside. And then we also have a a bank, a credit cooperative. Here in the Basque Country, and in Navarra, the second financial entity, the biggest second financial entity. So we have uh, diverse uh, cooperatives.
1: And then any advice then that you can provide about how this could be you know, spread more around the world because everything you've said to us, it seems there's, you know, great reasons to do this. Um, And yet most places won't adopt this kind of a thing. So are you, do you go out and sort of um, talk to, you know, different policy leaders about what you do to try and sort of convert them to your your ways? Um, are you trying to spread your message? Um, do you get invited to places to give advice and guidance about setting up this kind of thing?
3: The modern, the modern experience is uh, something special and it's created interest since the first moment. They were successful in a few years. It was impossible. Workers and owners at the same time and competitive companies industrial companies this impossible so we have visitors since the 60s in mondragon at that time the person that was explaining what is this was the founder himself the first founders then in the 80s we had one person part of his time working for that then 15 years ago more or less a person working full-time and now it's me so my job And our department cooperative outreach is to explain what is Mondragon so we can be inspiring for other people in different parts of the world. And we do it here in the town of Mondragon at the headquarters, headquarters of Mondragon and our training center, Otalora. And we also travel around the world. It is not about Mondragon goes to this country or to another country because we want to do a a mission to want to change that country no it's because we are invited it's because we are invited so we are invited to go to different countries and we are asked to accept the invitation to attend here at the headquarters and otalora training center Uh, entrepreneurs researchers students politicians journalists and we are very happy to explain them what we are because we think that is important for the world we are normal people this is something that look for us is natural and we think that in years it can be also natural in other parts of the world and this is a good news so this is what we are doing
2: I do have this um, uh, a couple more uh questions for you so um, first, and probably an obvious question, but I never like to assume, um, do you think we should have more worker-owned companies? And uh, for those who do not under- understand and know what a worker-owned company is, can you uh, please uh, explain that? It's, uh, the model model is a business.
3: We're a business. So, for example, when we are going to advise someone to create a company, a cooperative company, first is you have to have a business, a business opportunity. What are you going to do that is going to be bought by the market? What need are you going to answer? So first, there has to be a business. And then in a cooperative way, that means efficiency and solidarity. Efficiency, we have to be the best. We are competing around the world not in a local market or regional market the market is global so we have to be the best and solidarity well one to six in our case the salary range is not bad one to six maybe in some countries could be one to ten why not well it depends on the country but not one to one hundred or one to two hundred or one to three hundred yes and Part of the profit for the society in the cooperatives here in this country is 10% directly to the society, sports clubs and so on. And one member, one vote. I have the right to be part, to take the, ce- the decisions that are going to affect my life. If we are going to move the company, the factory from here to another place, I have something to say. And the amount of votes I have is One. The amount of vote that has any of uh, my colleagues is also one. This is also very important. And all this, if we are part of a corporation, if we are part of a group, well, there is an impact because there are some rules in the corporation. In our case, relocation rule or flexible calendar rule that converted this reality into something that has an impact in the society. We have to remember that our cooperatives our 95 cooperatives are autonomous we are a kind of 95 companies that are friends and are together because they want because it's good for them it's good for them to be part of the corporation but anyway if there is a cooperative that is not happening the corporation can leave the corporation this is our reality so this is not that it is mandatory to be part of a cooperative to be part of Mondragon Corporation. No, we are free. It is about freedom and this kind of freedom allows to have the society we have here. few years ago, I had a visit from uh, California, an important um, uh, cooperative and they are more or less 50 people, if I'm not wrong, and they said, under, in our case, the difference between salaries is not one to see, it's one to one. And they also said, under in our case, we take the most important decision democratically, but also daily decisions. We vote daily decisions. Well, my answer was, You are super cooperativist. You are super powerful. The good news in our case is that we are not so super powerful, super cooperative, super passionate. We are normal people, but we are thousands and thousands that shows that it works with normal people and we also we always have to remember the impact normal people doing this kind of companies that has an impact that is good for all of us if we do these kind of societies well no fences low crime no bodyguard in different parts of the world the inequality is so high that you can see in the street, and there are fences. There are private organizations, private houses, bodyguards, and so on. Well, this is about big uh, differences of uh, economic differences. The opposite one of the example is
2: this region. Well, thank you. Um, and uh, also, uh, since uh, mandugan Corp is very uh, person-centered, right? Um, solidarity and, of course, money and, of course, finances. I'm interested, uh, how do health insurance and health benefits work for um, employees of this uh, cooperative? Uh, Can you expound a little bit on that? Members, uh, if we are members of a cooperative of Mondragon,
3: usually we are part of the private social security system that is part of Montagón, that is lagunaro i say usually because every cooperative has to decide to be part of lagunaro or not so there are few cooperatives that they have only the public health system most of the cooperatives and if a cooperative decide to be part of lagunaro all the members are part of lagunaro most of the cooperatives are part of lagunaro and Lagunaro is our private social security system. That means that part of my pension is meant to come from Lagunaro. That means that I have a health insurance, a list of private doctors and hospitals. And, and that means also that I'm part of the employment aid. So relocation, flexible, cal- flexible calendar, and so on.
1: Is there anything else you want to tell us that we didn't cover?
3: Look, a few months ago, I had a a mail, an email from another part of the world saying, Ander, we would like your advice because we have created some worker owned cooperatives. They have uh, gone bankrupt, they have failed. And our formula is they say in that mail that 10% of the net profit is for the workers and 90 percent the rest 90 percent of the profit is for the health uh, system of the region the sports facilities of the region the cultural clubs of the region yes 10 percent of the for the workers and 90 percent for the society in our case is usually 30 percent for the workers for the society and 60% reserved, then to invest, to save money, then to invest. So the problem with this cooperative, 90%, is that they are focused on the solidarity, but a cooperative is a business. So it is about efficiency and solidarity. If we forget efficiency, it was the case of this cooperative, they are going to fail. It is very, very important to be efficient, to save money, and to invest. Because we are here not just for five years to do a great company, very profitable, and then sell the company and to be rich. No. If cooperatives are located here or there, we want to continue in the place where they are creating jobs, creating good quality jobs. And for that, we have to invest in research and development. It's the only formula to continue surviving. An important part of the profit has to go for reserves, then to invest in research and development to continue existing.
0: Thank you for listening to another great conversation on bioethics in the margins. This podcast is hosted by Amelia Barwise and Kirk Johnson. Our producer is Elizabeth Chung. Our editor is Nicole Strand. Our theme music was written and produced by Pablo Cuartas. And we are grateful for the assistance of Wendy Jung and Benjamin Foster. Join us again next time.